0: Tanisan on High. In the dream, Tanisan was flying. She was flying through the sky at night, swooping and soaring and looping the loop. And such was the urge to go faster and higher that her bloomers inflated and promptly blew down, whereupon they assumed the function of air brakes. All at once, she began to lose altitude, descending through a thin layer of cloud before finally coming to rest on the antenna platform at the very top of the Tokyo Skytree, which towered over the skyline like a colossal hypodermic. Cocknobblers, she said. At that moment, there was a tremendous roll of thunder, followed by a series of fork lightning strikes all across the city. Then the thin layer of cloud rolled back to reveal a great, wise face stretching as far as the eye could see. I won't attempt to describe it to you. What I will say is that its features expressed a look of mild amusement as it gazed down on Tannisan, who had missed the entire spectacle, being wholly preoccupied with her errant underwear. Once she'd made the necessary adjustments, the watcher cleared its throat in a soft, rumbling voice underscored by thunder. Tannisan looked from left to right. Only then did it occur to her to look up. "'Yes,' she said, completely unfazed by the colossal countenance. "'How was it?' rumbled the face. "'How was what?' asked Tannisan. "'The flying,' said the face. "'St. Peter told me that you wanted to fly, and now you've flown. "'So how was it?' "'Not bad,' came Tannisan's less-than-effusive reply. Although, towards the end, certain items were inadvertently deployed, thus necessitating an emergency landing. That aside, you enjoyed it, though. Good. Happy to oblige, said the face. I'm God, by the way. Just a minute, said Tanisan. What do you mean, happy to oblige? That would be to suggest that you had something to do with it. Well, I am God. So you keep saying. But it's my dream." Yes, but you wouldn't be having the dream if it wasn't for me. I just thought this would be the best way for us to meet without causing too much of a fuss. Tanisan considered this for a moment. So what if I were to suggest that you're just a character in my dream that thinks it's God, she said. Then it would be me doing the flying, wouldn't it? Well, said the face, try flying now and see what happens. Or, suggested Tanisan, I could try not to fly... "'And you could make me.' "'Either way suits me,' said the face. "'So then all at once, Tanisan began to rise gracefully into the air, "'reaching a height of three and a half metres, "'before gently coming down again. "'Well, that settles it,' she declared on touchdown. "'I did that.' "'What?' said the face. "'How can you?' "'But then it stopped itself, having realised that it wasn't worth it. "'All right,' it said.' "'Forget about the flying. Why don't you try asking me a question? "'Any human that meets me for the first time usually has a lot of questions.' "'Like what, for instance?' asked Tannisan. "'Oh, all sorts of things,' said the face. "'Most of them want to know whether there's an afterlife or not.' "'Well, that's not a very good question, is it?' said Tannisan. "'Even I can answer that.' "'Yes, I know you can,' said the face, somewhat miffed by the fact.' My point is that if you were to ask me a question that you don't know the answer to, you might start to believe that I am who I say I am. It could be anything you like. What lies beyond the known universe? Must every event have a cause? The sky's the limit. Actually, said Tanisan. there is a question that I'd like to ask you. Well, go on then. Ask it. Why are there so many hairs up your nose? Well, I'm not answering that, said the countenance. Why not? Because it's stupid, that's why not. Look, said Tanisan, there's no need to make excuses. If you don't know, just own up to it. I didn't say that I didn't know, I said that I wasn't going to answer it. That's not the same thing at all. Well, go on then, said Tanisan, prove it. No, boomed the face. Ask me another question. You can't, can you? taunted Tanisan. Admit it, you're stumped. Ask me another question, repeated the face determined to maintain the awe and dignity of the proceedings. Never one to shy away from a challenge, Tannisan thought long and hard before doing so. All right, she said. How long can a bee hold its breath? Oh, forget it, said the face. I don't know why I bother. No, neither do I, said Tannisan. In fact, now I come to think of it, it'd be much better all round if you skipped the pleasantries and got straight to the point. Very well, said the Colossus, as it gazed down on the annoying speck that was Tanisan. It wasn't used to this sort of behaviour from human beings, who as a rule tended to be more on the awe-struck and worshipy side. Do you recall, it said, an incident that occurred not all that long ago involving you and a certain walrus? I do, said Tanisan. And do you remember the events that followed on from that up in heaven? If it's about that nun, said Tannisan, she was the one who bumped into me. That's how the scorecards got mixed up. What? said the face. No, I don't know anything about that. I'm talking about the deal you struck up with the Archangel Gabriel. You know, the one whereby he signs off on your return to Earth to get himself out of a corner. He wasn't supposed to do that. It was breaking the rules. Ah, well, there you are, you see, shrugged Tannisan. You can't get the staff these days. Quite said the face, and he's been reprimanded for it. But that still leaves us with a problem. You see, while you continue as is, you don't fit into the grand scheme of things, and so none of the usual rules apply to you. I know, grinned tani Great, isn't it? Well, no, it's not, actually, said the visage, and it's causing an awful lot of resentment. By and large, I think it'd be much better all round, if you agreed to drop this nonsense and came with me now. After all, you've had a good run, and it's not so bad up in heaven once you get used to it. I'm sure you'll get your wings in no time. I'll even put in a good word for you myself. Just a minute, said Tannisan, pointing a finger at the mighty manifestation. You just said agreed. Did I? said the face. Did I say that? I'm not sure that I did, actually. Yes, said Tannisan, you just said It would be much better if I agreed to drop the nonsense, which implies that I also have the choice not to. Ah, well now, just hold on a minute, said the face, which was clearly alarmed. In its omniscience, it had not foreseen this eventuality, which, needless to say, was a first. Usually people were so cowed by the awe and majesty of the proceedings that they did pretty much as they were told. Then again, it was only a matter of time before free will threw another spanner into the works. And now here was a situation without precedent in the entire history of time and space. After all, if it couldn't make Tanisan fit the universe, then it would have to be the other way round. All right, look, it said, how about this? I throw in full angel status as a sweetener, plus I create a unique position for you with special responsibilities and powers. "'What sorts of powers?' inquired Tanisan, who was starting to have fun with it. "'For example, would I have the power to cut my mother off mid-sentence "'by encasing her in a block of ice?' "'Er, well, I hadn't actually thought about that,' said the face, "'caught out by the very specific nature of the inquiry. "'But I, I suppose we could look into it.' "'So assuming that we can come to some sort of an understanding in that regard,' "'continued Tanisan,' What would I have to do to merit these so called powers? Uh, well, said the countenance, which was making it all up as it went along, I imagine it'd be some sort of roving brief. You'd be my uh, testing angel, you know, going around the universe testing things, bringing to light all the little loopholes and weaknesses. Yes, you'd uh, look into situations and uh, test them. I see, said Tanisan. It was more than happy to play along with the idea. Well, it's a tempting offer, and as it just so happens, I already have a few ideas as to how you might improve things. Have you got a pen? At this, the great face frowned, a frown so vast that it would have taken a commercial airliner an hour at the very least to cross it. Uh, No, not on me, it said, Uh, but being all-knowing, I do tend to remember most things. So then Tannisan turned her mind to the subject of how the universe might be made better, trying to come up with the most ridiculous idea she could think of. OK, she said, well, first off, there are the days of the week. Yes, said the Vision, what about them? Are you absolutely sold on the idea of there being seven of them? I wasn't aware that it was a problem, said the face. Well, you wouldn't be, would you, said Tannisan. I mean, if you are who you say you are though that's still a moot point as far as I'm concerned. You live in a bubble of privilege outside space and time, so you have no idea what's going on in the real world. You're out of touch. Now, just a minute, thundered the great face, as the sky darkened and the ground began to shake. Who do you think you're... But then just as quickly it stopped itself, having realised that it was just going to have to bite the bullet on this occasion if it were to stand any chance of getting the universe to fit Tanisan. "'Can I finish?' she asked, peering up at it. "'So then the thunderclouds lightened and the skies began to clear. "'Go ahead,' said the face, making a supreme effort to control itself. "'Thank you,' said Tanisan. "'Now then,' she said, "'it seems to me that the best thing to do as far as time is concerned "'is to abolish Tuesday.' "'This was met by a bemused silence from the other party. Uh, "'Sorry,' it then said.' How do you mean? Get rid of it, said Tannisan. Scrap it. Expunge it from the calendar. It's always been one of those dreary, useless nothing days. Neither the beginning, middle or end of anything. In that sense, she said, it's a bit like Thursday, which can also be a bit of a nuisance during the long winter months. So I say ditch it. Better still, ditch them both. That way you get a shorter working week, more frequent holidays for the school children, and everyone gets to live longer there's no downside. Explain that to me, said the face. How does everyone get to live longer? Shorter weeks mean shorter years, said dannison so more of them. Stands to reason. The health benefits alone make it a superlative idea. Are you sure you don't want to write any of this down? Uh, no, said the face. I think I get it. What else? Well, then there's space, of course, said dannison Space? What about it? "'Well, look at it,' said Tanisan with a dismissive wave at the night-time sky. "'What's it all about? What's the point of it? "'All that empty space going on and on with just a lot of stars sprinkled about in it. It's max to me of something made by someone who doesn't know what he's doing or when to stop. "'A bit like jazz, or the logo for the London Olympics.' "'What do you mean, just a lot of stars?' said her interlocutor, "'understandably offended by these Philistine remarks.' Do you have any idea what goes into the creation of stars and planets? Don't talk to me about planets, said Danisan, especially Venus. This left the other party at a complete loss. What's wrong with Venus now? it asked, looking out towards the western horizon. What's that ever done to you? Most people think it's one of the most beautiful objects in the nighttime sky. To look at, yes, from afar, said Danisan, following its gaze. But who on earth would ever want to live there? i mean even if you are willing to put up with the clouds of acid and the never-ending superstorms the days there are longer than the years which makes planning your summer holidays a real brain teaser these words had a very unfortunate effect as far as the general population of the city were concerned all at once the area around the sky tree began to shake and rattle with alarming results to the northwest, the stately pagoda of the Sensoji Temple which had stood for over a thousand years, collapsed like a pile of matchwood, while nearby the Azuma Bridge swayed dangerously from side to side, tipping vehicles and pedestrians into the river. You know, thundered the great face as the sky began to darken again, not everything in the universe is put there for your but then it checked itself, and the vibration suddenly ceased. Yes, yes, it said. Good idea. So let's see. Apart from scrapping Venus, we're going to reduce the number of heavenly bodies in general, shorten space, and delete Tuesday. And Thursday, said Tanisan. Oh, oh, yes, and Thursday. And don't forget my mother and the block of ice, Tannisan reminded it. Oh, yes, there's that as well, said the face, casting its mind back. So let's be clear, then. If I agree to all that, you'll stop this nonsense and come with me now to heaven hannes gazed into the middle distance and her face took on a thoughtful frown. Mmm, she went. With that, she folded her hands behind her back and walked over to the edge of the platform at the top of the antenna tower. For a while, she just stood there, gazing out into the darkness. Then turning, and with head still bowed, she strode all the way across to the other side and did the same there. Mmm, she went. "'Well,' said the countenance, which was starting to get a bit impatient, "'yes or no? I'm thinking,' complained Tannisan. "'After a time, she turned again and walked towards the middle of the platform, "'where she stopped and looked up at the great face "'as it hovered over her on tenterhooks. "'Um,' she went as if she was just about to make an announcement. "'Yes,' said the face. "'But then something else must have occurred to her.' For once again, her features took on that thoughtful quality, and she began to pace the antenna array, only in circles this time. Just as she was about to complete her third circuit, she stopped again and looked up at the looming countenance. Um, she went again. Oh, come on, said the face, make your mind up for heaven's sake. No, said Tannisan flatly. What? thundered the face, the intensity of its outrage inducing a shockwave that shaved two stories off every building within a five-kilometre radius. No, I don't think so, said Tannisan. You can keep heaven. This is as close as I ever want to get to it. At this, the sky turned as black as sackcloth, and the moon became as blood. Do you mean to tell me, boomed the face. I've been through all that for nothing. You know, I would never have believed it, but St Peter was absolutely right. You're just an awkward customer. You and that bloody cat. If its previous outburst had decapitated the surrounding high-rises, the next brought them crashing down as a massive shockwave rolled out across the city, levelling everything in its path. From her crow's nest up in the sky tree. Tanizan looked out over the sea of debris as the dust began to settle, only to notice that a single building had survived, if only just. It was the Asahi Beer Hall. She glared at it spitefully and stamped her foot. At first, nothing happened, but then there was a low rumble and the entire structure fell in on itself. At the same time, the big golden dogs-dropping sculpture that stood on top of it rolled across the expressway and plopped into the Samida River, where it floated away, conspicuously unflushed. Yay, went Tanisan, throwing up her arms in triumph. If it took an apocalypse to get rid of the unsightly thing, then it was well worth it in her opinion. Unfortunately, though, there was no time to celebrate, for in the next instant, the platform beneath her began to shudder and shake. Then all of a sudden, the ground gave way and she felt herself falling. Tanis awoke in her own cosy bed. Then once she'd got her bearings, she sat up, twitched her nose and rubbed the sleep out of her eyes, the memory of the dream already starting to fade. Soon, all she would remember... Was that it did not involve chocolate and had something to do with towers. With a yawn, she got out of bed and padded across the floor to the window, where she stood bleary-eyed gazing out into the garden. Next came her regular morning exercise regime. So, squatting slightly, she lifted her left leg and then her right, like a sumo wrestler. Daily exercise over, she disappeared into the bathroom to prepare for the day and whatever new adventures it had in store for her. Meanwhile, on a leaf of the ginkgo tree, directly opposite her bedroom balcony, there were two honeybees. One was observing the other, who was stood there with his cheeks puffed out, holding his breath. His face got redder and redder, until at last he expelled all the air from his body in a single gasp. How long was that? He asked in a hoarse whisper. "A seven and a half seconds," said the other, gazing at his tiny stopwatch.